I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, plays, movies, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week we're talking about the 90s sitcom A Different World. Originally a spinoff of The Cosby Show, audiences watched as Denise Huxtable, played by Lisa Bonet, adjusted to college life at the fictional, historically black college, Hillman College. Later on, the show focused on the journey of other cast members of the show and covered controversial topics such as campus romance, the HIV AIDS epidemic, war, sexism, and more. The show starred Lisa Bonet, Marissa Tomei, Don Lewis, Jasmine Guy, Kadeem Artisan, Sinbad, Cree Summer, Glenn Turman, and more. Today's guest is Memphis-born comedian and actor Richard Jones II. Both a nice guy and a dubious miscreant, his delivery is a mashup of incisive insights on everyday life, nerd culture from a black point of view, dating, sex, politics, and race. Check out his podcast, Black Nerd Power, anywhere you find and listen to podcasts. All right, let's start the show. We're going to talk about a different world. Yes. And why did you two, why did you choose to talk about this show today? Uh, a different world is, first of all, one of my favorite television shows. Period. But there has mm-hmm. not, since then, there has not been a television show that influenced my life like this show did. A different world is mm. a different world is the reason I went to Howard University. Uh, uh, for sure, it is. It is for sure the reason I went to Howard University um, because of the experiences that I saw. Uh, on that show and it, it you know what you see on tv versus you know legitimate black college experience it, it's it's of course not the same but it it was the first time you really got to see black people kind of excelling and living in academia that's that's not something mm. that you ever really saw before like if you saw stuff about college uh the black guy was the token guy and he was kind of there and he was usually the athlete and Athletics were completely taken out of the table because if anybody knows, all black schools have shitty sports programs, all of them. Which is so confusing. It's not really that confusing. All the white schools have more money to to bribe the better athletes. It's really not that confusing. Oh, you're right. It's not. There's yeah. just more. Yeah, no, nah, you can't. Just... Yeah, no, nah, you go to like Duke and they're like, here's some, some white bitches and this is where we play ball. And then you go to Howard. It's like, well. I mean, you know, here goes chili. This and this, this where we play ball. And it's like, goddamn, separate but equal. My ass. Like, have you ever wanted to play a school? Have you ever gone to like? I remember the first time I saw Howard, and I was just like, "Where's the school?" Because all I saw was military type fencing. Yeah. Which, if you go to the AUC in Atlanta, it's like it's a it's a compound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is this?" What is happening? I can say, uh, so this show made you want to go to an HBCU. Absolutely. Because it, the same. maybe because I grew up in Atlanta. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Because, yeah, at, with Atlanta, the it's right there. Yeah, literally. Like, they shot exteriors right there. So you saw it and you're like, oh, that shit just ran up the street. Like, no, there there weren't really examples. I mean, we have a historically black college in Memphis, Lamono and College, but it's very, very small and it's it's definitely not the same. Absolutely. Well, um, 
I've talked to other people and they're just like, you know, seeing examples of black. I guess because since I grew up in Atlanta, I saw, you know, there were black lawyers in on the phone book. Right. There were, you know, or on buses. And yeah. Like I had black doctors, like I had black dentists and doctors and Same. stuff. But, growing up but for me so, it was it was very much a bubble like it's something i had to seek out like i i had all of those things growing up but it's because my parents had to seek those things out they weren't readily available like outside of church like i never saw like black professionals unless you know it was time for me to go to the doctor that's when i saw a doctor but like if i was able to go to church and it's like okay okay i know judges and lawyers and things of that nature but like out in the wild no never Oh, I guess I always saw niggas in expensive cars in Atlanta. Right. I mean, Atlanta, like every city, was segregated. Like, we lived, you know, we, my mother took us, to, we went to school on the white part of town. Yeah. And eventually lived there, moved to Miami and came back. But I, I, because I've had people ask me, like, because I lived in Atlanta, why didn't we go to HBCU? But I think I just remember hearing that, one, them schools cost so much money. Yes, they do. And then, two... I always wanted to go to the University of Miami. Okay. Like, that was my goal. Yeah. And it was like, I did not, I ended up not going to that school. Uh, I ended up going to the school that gave me a full ride. So, nah, I, that's where I ended up. I got accepted to multiple schools and my and was like, no, I'm going to Howard. I got I think I got accepted to like six schools and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to Howard. Like I knew I wanted well, to go to I, school for theater. I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. All roads led to Howard. That was one school I was looking at had like a drama department. I was like a drama department. Yeah. Or it was like drama and mass com. I was like, I'm not doing this. And I'm not trying to sh- and yeah. I'm not talking about HBCUs. I'm talking about a lot of colleges in general. Yeah, no. We don't have great theater program yeah howard had the college of fine arts yeah so the first thing was who had a good theater program um and then the second thing was who's gonna pay for me to get in this bitch and then when i found out that the united negro college fund that i had been hearing about since i was a wee girl only gave you money if you went to an hbcu and i was like Negro trying to go to college. Yeah, they got I can't to. Get it's, nothing. It's rooted in there, like you know the commercial. You remember the commercial with uh, Marlon Wayans? You know what are my plans? I plan to go make a sandwich. No, I remember. This I do remember the plans for the. I remember the. That I was remember Marlon Wayans. Yeah, that was Marlon Wayans and uh, what's her name from Grey's Anatomy? What? Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't remember her name right now, but yeah, it's Marlon Wayans and uh, what's her name from Grey's Anatomy? He's like, it's not fair. What are your plans? He's like, right now I plan to go home and make a sandwich. Wow! United oh, Negro man. College Fund, like yeah. So, so I remember yeah. the man's. Na- I remember his voice. Yeah, I remember having that was a Marlon cup. Wayans. I remember having a Burger King cup that had the V one hundred three, the radio station logo in Atlanta. V one hundred three. Yes, it was. Uh, it was like a Burger King cup and it came because it was the 90s. So it was like neon. I think I had one that was neon pink and black. Sure. And my brother had one that was neon green and black. And or it might have been the other way around. I don't remember. But it was like a mine was like a neon green or neon pink. And it had Burger King, United Negro College Fund and V103 on it. And I remember always thinking if I need money for school, I can contact the United Negro College Fund and had no fucking clue 
that you had to go to an HBCU to get these coins. I remember yep. a bunch of us in school like being like, son of a bitch. I don't understand what's happening right now. Chandra Wilson. So, yeah. That's her name. Chandra Wilson. Chandra Wilson. Oh, that's her name. I was like trying to look her up. Uh, so what are some of your favorite moments from the show? Uh, oh, my God. There's so many different ones. One of I can. Can I start? Can I, yeah, can I ask ahead. you one question, though, before I get into this? Were you confused? Because I can say as a child, I was confused. About you telling me this is a historically black college, but Marissa Tomei is on the show. I uh, was very perplexed the first season of the, the show. First season, I'm like, they, who yeah, is this white lady? The, the first because there were two white women on the show. There was Marissa Tomei, and then there was this one random episode where there's a woman who called herself Cougar, and she shows up in one episode, and you never see her again. Uh, so yeah, there. I don't think they had really established. To me, it doesn't feel like they had established Hillman as an HBCU until Debbie Allen comes along. I mean, if I have to do anything as far as willing suspension, I can say, all right, Maggie was there on a minority scholarship. I'm I'm okay with it because again, when I, I went to I went to an actual HBCU and there were I remember my freshman year there were three white kids there on minority scholarship. So yeah, it's totally plausible. Which I think is funny because even in the grand scheme of things, I guess minority scholarships only apply to the population of the school, yeah. not the population of the country. Correct. Because there was always an Asian dude who would go to Morehouse and become a Sigma. Yep. It's just how it happened. For sure. It's always how it would always be able to go down. But I was always because like I knew there was supposed to be an HBCU. That's why I was so confused about seeing Marissa Tomei. And then when she wasn't there. Because she left the second, she wasn't there the second season, right? No, she left after the first season with Lisa. Yeah. So, which also was confused because I was like, well, if the whole show's about to be Denise at school, where the fuck is Denise? Denise off in Africa. Like, okay, they didn't wrote this little girl off the show. But that's because Bill Cosby got mad at her for writing that, for being in that witchy-ass movie, right? Well, he got mad at her for being in Angel Heart and she got pregnant with Zoe Kravitz. Uh, season two. Season two, uh, Debbie Allen takes over and she confides in Debbie Allen that she's pregnant. And so Debbie's like, all right, let me go talk to Bill about it. And Bill is and Debbie's like, no, we can do this. We can make the show. This will be the show as Lisa's pregnant. We talk about her as a single mom. And he's like, nah, no. And he's like, look, Lisa can go have a baby, but Denise is not having a baby. So like, nah, we're we're not doing that. I mean, there's a real thing that happens. Right. And so there's that plus Angel Heart where she does a nude scene. So the combination of both of those things resulted in Lisa Bonet leaving a different world. Also, we have to acknowledge Angel Heart, horrible movie. Terrible movie. If we're going to talk about movies as they relate to a different world, then, of course, we got to talk about school days. Yes, I watched that recently because David Perdue... uh, David Perdue talked about it on the podcast. And I can oh, yeah. say, like, I think a, a, if if anything was going to influence me to go to an HBCU, yeah. it would have been a different world. School days would have made me go, 
these niggas is singing a lot and everybody's hair is dry no real talk but no there's some legit overlap in that they both started production in the same year uh and Mm. the reason that there is uh uh, actually spike has come out recently and said he did school days first and bill cosby copied off of him but the reason what is spike lee's deal yo (laughs) who knows why why, the thing is why is he just now saying something and why didn't you and bill get together and make school days the series just like they did with dear white people like come on but because Spike Lee wouldn't let anyone touch his vision. But the reason there's that overlap is because they have the same casting director, a woman by the name of Robbie Reed Humes. She was a casting mm. director for both School Days and A Different World, which is why you get that continuous overlap. Not only do you have Kadeem Hardison, Daryl Bell, and Jasmine Guy, uh, all from both, but then you have people like Tisha Campbell who pops up on the show, Roger Smith pops up on the show, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that has to do with Robbie and and her cast in the show. Damn, that makes sense though. Well, you can't talk about a different world without talking about the theme song, though. Oh yes, uh, funny thing, you should, Don Lewis actually helped write the theme song. Yes, I see that composer Stu Gardner, Don Lewis, and Bill Cosby. I always liked Jaleesa's character, and I thought it was so funny because they were just like, because you know, in the pilot, like Denise moves in with Jaleesa and assumed they wouldn't get be good roommates because of the rumors around Jaleesa. Right. But most of those rumors were because Jaleesa was just older. Older, yeah. Which and I'm I was, thinking older as in like maybe like 22. She's 22. Yeah, she's 22. That's insane. She's only four years. This is just the age you are when you graduate. Right, right. Like she's not 55. No, like everybody can calm down. No, she's like 22. I'd have been like, yo, can you buy me some alcohol? That's the plug. Why are you? Why no, are you not? Not tripping. Uh, but insane. yes, uh, the theme song. Theme song was sung by three different people. A lot of people think that it's just two and credit it to Aretha Franklin, but she was actually the second person to sing the, sing the theme song. She just had the biggest block. I think hers ran, her version yeah, hers, of the song ran for oh, sorry. Like through three or four years. Yeah, let me see. So the version one was sung Phoebe by Phoebe Snow, Snow for yep. Sneeze and One. Yep. Aretha Franklin was season two to season five. Okay. And then Boys to Men comes in season six. Boys to Men and Terrence for season six. Right. I don't know who the hell Terrence is. Who knows who Terrence is? But he's credited. Yes. That's all we know. And, that's and you all, hope hey, he's getting hey, them residuals. Get your credits, Terrence. Get them get them extra residuals. Get that TV one money. Get that TV one money. Um, so I do always remember that like, you know, you have to talk about the evolution of Dwayne and Whitley. Yeah. Um, but I do remember growing up hearing that it was kind of, it perpetuated the whole dark skinned man, light skinned woman type of thing, at least the light skinned woman. And I was like, I don't, I'm 10. I don't know why y'all keep, I mean, cause like at the time I didn't know that was a thing, yeah. but like that was a constant thing that kept. Yeah coming up and then you know sometimes on the show you know that would come up about i mean as the whole thing in school days where the you know the whole thing between the light-skinned and the dark-skinned girls yep. um and even when i was in school i remember because uh, mind you the school i went to went to Brunel university it's a private women's college in gainesville georgia uh so an hour outside of atlanta north and i remember one of my friends so one of my dark skinned friends was one of my very light skinned friends. She was fucking with her one day, and my light skinned friends comes and sit down, and my dark skinned friend starts clapping, and we're like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm trying to turn her ass off." 
like a clapper, and I laughed so hard. Uh, <laughs> so hard. And I'm like, where did this even come from? Wow. What even camp? What did what did we even start? I was like, I just I just came to eat my patty melt. I don't understand. What? It was hilarious. Ooh. But at the same time, it was like what is what is what is this yeah. what is this and so it's funny because it's like somebody said to me one day it was like you never had any issue i was like i'm dead in the middle like i'm 6 p.m yeah because so, <laughs> like it's, i was trying to explain this to a white person like if you look at people like, like black people's skin tones between high noon and midnight yeah i'm a solid 6 p.m that's so weird that you mentioned that colorism is something that I never really dealt with until I went to Howard. Like my sister, had, yeah, no, because you, I, we, my family runs the rainbow. My mom is dark skin, my dad is light skin, and we're all the. They got three kids, and we're all three different shades. You know, apparently Which my sister, is, my sister mm. had to deal with that stuff. You know, she had to deal with oh, you're cute to be dark, and and all of that stuff. So I, I don't diminish her trauma. But yeah, I didn't have to deal with that until I got to school. And I was like, what's this light skin, dark skin bullshit? Like, I'm from the South. I was like, you know what they call a dark skinned black person in the South? A nigga. You know what they call a light skinned black person in the South? A nigga. nigga. Like, I don't. We don't do. I, who got time for this shit? But yeah, the 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 colorism pairing was was very interesting. You'd see you see Dwayne and Whitley, and then Ron and Kim, and then Kim and yes. Shaza, and then Ron and Freddie. So yeah, it was it was definitely there. I I kind of I saw it, but like I never really thought it was that deep. But apparently, I never thought about did. it, but it was. Yeah, because oh, people talked about like on Gina and Martin. You know, yeah. it was again. Because, like, also, shout out to Tisha Campbell. She's been working forever. 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 She's forever one of, one of the since few little shop of her. made it. Yeah. Her and Tashina Arnold, just long bread. Yeah, just she long. Was, she was Josie on an episode of A Different World. Oh, and she had HIV. She had the AIDS. And then, yeah. And the people in, you know, with the, the, the dining hall, they didn't want to have her serving them. Yep. And uh, Mr. Gaines had to comfort her. Yes. And she, you know, she outed herself in class. Uh, It was like a poetry class or something. No, 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 no. Guess the other star was Whoopi Goldberg that episode. And they Ah! were talking, they were doing their obituaries. It was the obituary. Obituaries, and she, he kind of, and Whoopi Goldberg was the teacher, and Ron gets up yes. there, and she's like, "Boy, why are you crying?" And he's like, "It's so sad," and he says something about dying to his fifth wife, Sheila E. Um, and then oh, Josie gets yes. up, and she's just like, "Speak up and say this and that," and she's just like, "Josie will have died from from uh, HIV complications of HIV or AIDS or something to that effect," and then <gasps> dun 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 dun. And then she runs out the class. Yeah, and then she runs out the class, and and Mr. Gaines at the end says something to the effect of, uh, "Why you think I put them condom machines in the bathroom? I'm old, I ain't blind." Right. So yeah, no. And I, then this is again, this is how well I know the show. Look, first of all, you I put see on, that you put on an episode of a different world within two minutes. Not only can I tell you within one minute, not only can I tell you what it's about, but I can probably quote the episode. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Well, we do have to talk about uh, 
by Papa, uh, now Papa Pope, now the infamous Papa Pope. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, Byron. Byron Douglas. Yes. Byron Douglas. Uh, because, but we also have to talk about Kikoko, Kakakake, Kikokola, uh, Kikokola, Kikalulu, all of all the shady names. Coca Kiko. Coca Kiko. Um, because if people do not know, it is a uh, black tradition to fuck up the name of someone you do not like. And it was always in, Kinu, the Kinu character was always interesting to me because you rarely ever meet any black people that are are biracial and they're black and Asian. So it's just like, yeah, no, that exists. This is what we look like. This is what that would be. See, I'm the first boy I ever had a crush on was black and Korean. Oh, okay. Fun fact, he reached out to me recently on Facebook. He didn't have to do that. Was it on some Mike Jones? He was like, I mean, I mean, you know, I just want you to know I always had a crush on you back in the day. No, it was just trying. It's like it was a, hey, didn't I go to elementary school with you? And I was like, and then I just went. Yeah. Yes, Yes, you did. (laughs) And I only responded after seeing that he had multiple children. Because <laughs> you got to talk about, yeah, so it's like uh, Dwayne and Whitley. Uh-huh. And then, because I think because the, the 90s was very much about the will they, won't they situations. Sure. Him showing up at that big ass wedding. Like yeah. Whitley. But I always thought it was, I mean, I understand it made good TV. Yeah. For Whitley, for him to come into the wedding and to grab Whitley. But at the same time, it was just like, yo, man, why you up? I was just looking at it. It was like, her parents spent a lot of money. A lot of goddamn money. A lot of money. Funny. A lot of fucking money. Fun fact about that particular episode, Kadeem Hardison's lines, baby, please, those were improvised. Oh, really? Yeah. It was completely improvised. Like he he says, as an actor, he got caught up in the moment and couldn't remember his lines. And so instead of going with the lines, he went with the emotion, and the emotion became that baby, please. And so yeah. Honestly, I think I've been on sets before where directors have let you do that. And you get so much out of it as an actor. For sure. But I think the other actors also get something out of it too because it also shows that everyone's listening. Right. And you get it, yeah, emotionally you get you, you get that sort of unfettered, sort of raw kinda kind of thing. And yeah, because it's that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a tennis match. You're supposed to serve the ball back and forth. And so, you know, in that particular instance, he's throwing up something the way that and that's why she reacted the way that she did. And that's why you could hear sort of the 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 weird sort of whimper and reverberation in her voice responding right. to his emotion for sure. Because, yeah, that was totally improv and came straight from his, you know, actor gut. What? And it's and it's one of those moments where sometimes it's like almost like it really is the character speaking to the sure. other character for sure because like uh my theater professor is a trash ass human being but the best thing that i ever learned out of any acting class was acting is being truthful in an imaginary situation sure so those people are like i'm a great i'm a great actor because i'm a great liar you're not a good actor because you're not being truthful to the character that you're playing 
or the other actors in the scene or anything else that's happening right now. Nah. So that's one of those moments where it was just like, okay, if this was all improvised and her response is improvised, then they are depth. Then this is the characters reacting to each other. Yep. And not the actors going, I think I should be doing this. Um, we have to talk about, uh, we have to talk about <sighs> the date rape episode. No, we don't have to talk about that. I don't even remember that episode. Oh, really? Oh my God. Yes. Uh, you know, Timac, the Bruce Leroy from the last dragon, right? That slimy nigga. Yeah. He's, he attacks Freddie. Yeah. He's on an episode <sighs> where he almost date rapes Freddie. Yeah. And his, his character's name is Garth, and he goes out with Freddie, and Garth. they find uh, they find out about Dwayne finds out some stuff about him because this is when they were talking about shipping Dwayne and Freddie, which was weird because in reality, do uh, Kadeem Hardison and Cree Summer were kind of seeing each other at the time. Mm. Uh, by the way, I met Cree Summer. Uh, the woman smells absolutely amazing. She smells like. Shh. She smells, she, has to. she smells like freedom in Barack Obama's third term. This is beautiful. Ah! That's what she smells also, like. Also, she has been working. Shout out to the black oh, cartoon Summer, character queen. Look, Cree Summer was working before a different world and ain't stopped. She was Penny on. Yes, she was Penny on Inspector uh, Gadget and she was one of the um, the Care Bears. That was before a different world. And then after that. The, I didn't even know the Care Bears talk. Yeah, she was one of the Care Bears. And before and basically ever since that, she's been every black girl on cartoons ever she played an old lady on word girl yep uh amongst word girls are actually very funny but yeah the episodes so Dwayne finds out from other women that garth has this reputation for for being a little handsy and he finds out uh just in time because they're out on lover's lane and she he's going a little too far and right before things get bad Dwayne jumps up on the car reaches in through the sunroof and says run freddie run and then he says i remember and so yeah and so and right before that he has the heart-to-heart conversation with walter who teaches him about rape and it's just like he's like nah she says no that's it you go home cold shower you're done yeah. Yeah. So that was Tamiak. Timok. Timok. What? Yeah. Timok. Yep. Bruce Leroy himself. Timok. That's this goofy nigga's name. That's his name. Timok. This can't be. Something about this man always bugs. <laughs> So so that was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, another of my, like, I like, there's, I have so many episodes I like. Uh, one of my favorite, most quotable episodes. Wait, this is oh, his sorry. real name. Yeah, it's his real name. His real name is Tymok. Tymok. It's like Tymok Green or something like that. No, it's his last name. Is, I don't want to mess his last name up. It's G-U-A-R-R-I-E-L-L-O. Yeah, no, nah, ain't nobody saying that. Where the hell are your people from? Go ahead. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, my, but yeah, there's different episodes that I like for different reasons. Uh, I like that episode because, you know, it was real. They didn't really talk about date rape on college campuses. Um, still don't. Still don't. Still don't. Still act not, like that that's not a thing. Especially not black campuses because there's, anyway, that I digress. Um, I can say one of the reasons I am glad that I chose to go to a women's college is that I was like, 
Because we were, I mean, me and my friends were talking about it because, like, you know, something had happened, of course, at UGA. And that, anyway, something happened at UGA. And uh, we were like, we just never have to. Or me and my friends we used to party with this uh, frat boys at uh, Georgia Tech. And I had a situation where I had to basically fight some man away from my friend. Oof. And like literally had to snatch a dude up. And so to this day, if, if someone mentions like if that girl, if someone mentions my name to that girl, she will talk about that. But I was like, was one of the things that I'm glad I went to a women's college yep. where it was like, there's no men here. The only men on campus were in the, the, like at the time, no men lived on campus. No one. Okay. And so the only men were in the theater department and the, like were in the theater program or the nursing program, but no man was allowed to li- like, even the president of the school didn't live on, on campus. campus. Gotcha. Uh, and then men, including your dad, could not come into the dorm till noon. Oh, wow. So there were girls like when they would be moving in stuff, like one girl would was notorious for calling security on people and numerous girls had to go, bitch, this is my dad. It's like, well, he's in the dorm. She's like, he's bringing me a TV, you heifer. What right. are you doing? Look out of here. You can't call, but you never knew. Yeah. Because there were some girls that had men coming to see them that was daddy age, but was not their father. So if I'm calling the people, I'm calling the people. I know why this man is in here. Right. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things I was thankful for. I was like, okay, I went to a women's college. We don't have to worry about that particular thing. Word. Now, if we're messing with some boy in town, then, you know, but it wasn't, there's all no boys in the, right. Yeah. It's no, all bets are off. You're in his car. So it's the regular rules, human rules now, but it's not, we're not on campus. You're not, it's not, you know. Your dorms are on the next floor. Sure. It was just certain things that we didn't have to think. They gave us pajamas to wear to class. Huh. Like I had my hair. Our hair would be like if some girl took her wrap down. Because our hair would just be wrapped all the time. Some girl took her scarf off. It's like, where are you going? What you? Oh, you just want to see that your hair is cute? What right. is your bitch? Why is your hair down? You leaving campus today? What, what's what's going on? You leaving on? campus? Bitch, we would go to the Walmart in scarves. No matter what. Wow. White girls are going to Walmart with scarves. I don't know gave a fuck. But, mm-mm. But yeah, go ahead. So, sorry. But I did want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot all about that episode. But we have to talk about. We have to talk about. Patty LaBelle and Diane Carroll. <laughs> How dare we? Oh, they were How great. dare we? They were great. The, the flowers snippet the fuck the f- Oh my god. Oh, my favorite exchange between those two Patty LaBelle says, "Look at you, your size 6. What did she say? Your size 6 body with your size 6 brain to match." And Diane Carroll says, "Well, you must be a genius." Be a genius. And she goes, "Yeah." And then she catches it and I'm like, "Ah!" It was a ama- Diane Carroll Listen, listen, I can't. Uh, so for you, those of you who have never seen the show, Patti LaBelle played Dwayne's mother. Correct. Her little chipmunk. Her little chipmunk. And she would always make him a prune cobbler whenever prune, he came. Cobbler, whenever prune, she came. Spoon, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Whitley's mother, 
Marion. Was the Marion. What was the Wayne's mom's name? Oh, my God. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Adele. 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 Uh, was the very, very glamorous, very southern chic. Marion Gilbert. Yes. Marion Gilbert played by Diane Carroll, who was Whitley's mother. Yes. And I've never, I'd never seen a woman so glamorous in my entire life. Marion Gilbert reminds me of my Aunt Phyllis. Uh, As soon as I saw the character, I was like, oh, they got, that's just Aunt Phyllis. Oh my God. I just love, I just love a fancy lady. And I mean, I don't have, I don't have the, uh, for, not fortitude, uh, I don't have the patience or wherewithal to be that fancy. (laughs) I have the wherewithal because I clean up nice. Okay. And I know how to stand. I've got the proper etiquette. I know that you eat from the, you know, tinsels outside in. I've been to enough uppity black people things. Um, I was in an organization, I guess I'm technically still in it, called the National Association of University Women. uh, Okay. That was... Uh, started, I believe, 1910. No, I get um, you. I was in Jack and Jill. So, yeah, no, I get it. See, I wasn't in Jack and Jill. Now, the thing is, I always wanted to be a debutante, but it was just like, yep. that's not a thing yep. that was... I didn't know how you get to that. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a thing that ever happened for me. Yeah, no, I did, um, I did all that shit. Jack and Jill, Cotillions, all of, yeah, all of that stuff. You have to also remember, I, uh, my mother raised us, and I grew up in a predominantly... Mexican neighborhood for gotcha. a very long time. Yeah, nah. So unless they was having cotillions and debutante balls. Yeah. Um, also, I went to a very diverse school, but it didn't seem like... I also, I went to a diverse school, but I didn't live in a black area. Yeah. So since I didn't live in a black area, I didn't have access to... We would have had to leave where we lived for us to do stuff like that. Yeah. But I always thought it would have been fun but it would have been like with theater and stuff yeah. i don't know nah, the theater in school as a person so who was, been like, as a person who was in it it was lame as fuck it was super lame oh man i figured it was because yeah. all my friends that did it were just like that was it was really it's lame as hell like i i would i would call friends and be like yo are you coming to this thing because if you ain't going i ain't going and they were like Nigga, i was just about to call and tell you the same thing it's like all right let's ah! go who all there? Right. Basically, <laughs> my fa- who all going? I love, I love the fact that even though we're all in a quarantine and we all going to this Zoom shit, I'm still for Zoom parties. I'm still getting messages going, who all there? Who all there? It's like, <laughs> oh, just because we went digital don't mean. Don't mean a thing. Don't mean that I'm not going to be like, okay, who came? No. Who came? No. Right. I can't say one of my top favorite moments is when... Uh, Charmaine got that sign, the digit hoe put on her back. Oh, yes, because she'll do anything for a math problem. For a math problem. Yeah, yes. with Jennifer Lewis as Diva Dean Davenport. Dean Davenport. You on are on my, my list. My list. And breaking pencils Oof. the whole time. You are breaking on my pencils. list. When I say jump, that means you jump. Now jump next time. Next time. Ask ask how. How. God, again, the uh, OG. that was such a wasted character. They could have done so much more with her as Dean. They could have brought her back so many oh more. Oh my God. Oof. 
so many more times. So many more times. Because it's just, it's, uh, because I remember her talking to that kid because they tried to blame it on, what's the boy's name? Terrence? Yeah, they blamed it on Terrell. Yeah. And she was like, if you don't want people to think you're guilty, say something instead of bopping around here like you got swollen feet. Uh, I remember that. And didn't Jaleesa get married to Colonel Taylor? Jaleesa got married to Colonel Taylor out of nowhere. They had to do nowhere to do with her because Sinbad left the show because originally they were because, again, the same dark skin, light skin. They were shipping her with Walter. Right. And so Sinbad leaves the show because he gets offered his own show and his, and his comedy career is taken off. This is when Sinbad is like doing like afros and bell bottoms and like his comedy career is at its peak. And so he's got his right. own show and he's like, nah, I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to do this show. Right. And he leaves and then he really does get married to because I think it would have made. And then. Freddie's earthy what's his name what was his Shaza. name Shaza Shaza yeah the minute I saw that nigga I was like you can't trust him you can't trust him ah uh, yes yeah. Shaza and his very controversial episode uh, the book of the Hillman woman he said if you don't treat your women right they're gonna go to somebody white Kim Reese did and she looked at wow. him and she said, you pseudo-African with a pseudo-name and pseudo-ideals. The only thing real about you is your green eyes. Ah, because she was dating Freddie's cousin. She was dating Freddie's cousin Matthew, yep. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, interracial dating is something they, talk, they, they talked about on the show. Um, yeah, there's so many. One of my absolute favorite episodes is because it was one of the blackest moments that they talked about was and it was with the it was with the new cast this is when uh uh Dwayne and Whitley are kind of on the back burner and they bring in Bumper Robinson and Jada Pinkett and Aja Sanders love Bumper yeah. I've said it on this yeah. podcast love Bumper many Robinson. a time Bumper Robinson was my like people talk about over oh, kind of like your uh what kind of like your TV crush growing sure. up or whatever loved loved Love Bumper. Robinson. Oh yeah, Bumper Robinson doesn't get nearly enough shine. Shout out to him because yeah, he was a, he was a child star too. He got his start. I think the first thing you see him on is uh, Night Court. He's a little kid on Night Court on NBC. Uh, he's I remember Night Court, yeah. and then he was on Amen. He was on Amen, and then he kind of shows up on a different world when he's when he's a little and, older. And people do not realize that he was on an episode of Deep Space Nine playing a Jim Hadar. Really? Which one? So the episode they have a Deep Space Nine when they find the Jim Hadar baby in that capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Bumper Robinson. When it gets to when it's the teenage yeah, that's Jim what I'm Hadar, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? For most of the episode, uh-huh. that's Bumper Robinson. I recently just binged Deep Space Nine. If I weren't going to do a different world, I would totally do Deep Space Nine. That show, dude. Deep Space Nine. Oh people my God. Do not talk about the fact Oof. that if you want an example of a great black father on TV. Fucking Benjamin Cisco. Benjamin he stopped everything to, to, to talk to Jake. Every he was like, "Nah, I, I, I this could wait. What's up?" It's like, oh, it's like, uh, so the uh, Dominion is attacking all of the Gamma Cross. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool, cool. Hold up, need to talk hold to my hold son. Up, Jake. What's up? Uh, the founders are trying to kill us all. I got cool, you. Cool, 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 cool. Hold up. 
Jake. Hold on. Jake. What's good? up? What's what's going on, Jake? What happened with you and Nog right. this time? You, right. You and Nog beefing? Like, come on, man. Let that go. What's going on? No. Oh, you oh, you dislocated your shoulder in a hollow suite? Right. Let's go do this. Bruh, come um, on. Yeah. Sir. Huh. Love Deep Space. Kai Wynn is oh here starting trouble again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my son, no. Yeah, but, but Kai Wynn. Yeah. But my son. But my son, no. no. But aren't you the emissary? But oh, my, my son, son no. no. Listen, Mira, I don't hey, think- I'm Mira Jennifer coming to visit. Bitch, get away from my son. You ain't his mama. I saw her die because that was at the beginning. Right, right. So you, you you're, fake- not, you're not his mama. Uh-uh. We're we not doing this. Uh-uh. Beat it, 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 beat yeah, it. Goldacott said night. what? Cool, 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 cool. Ain't nobody worried about Goldacott right now. I'm talking to Gotta talk to my, my boy. Son. Gotta talk to my boy. What's up? Listen, yeah, no, don't absolutely. Think Deep Space Nine, it does You have to come back and talk about done. Deep Space Nine. Nigga, done. Also, also, you have to understand how hurt I was when they tried to give us these new Cleons. Don't even, don't even get me started. New Cleons, I was right, like, look. um, if anybody have ever had a magnificent representation of black people in space. Yeah, it's the Klingons. It's the Klingons. Sure. Now, were a lot of them played by white actors? Yes. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, so Gabrielle Union was a Klingon. So like, let's 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 listen. I do you. I'm trying to understand. You know, people said that to me, and I'm like, I could never find because she was a she was a Klingon in Next Generation, right? No, she was a Klingon on Deep Space Nine. Who was she playing? Uh, the episode where Worf's son serves on a Klingon ship. Yes, she's the female Klingon. Oh, yo. Can we talk about how weak Alexander always was? Alexander was a bitch. Was a bitch. Was a bitch. I'm like, also, you couldn't have found a little black boy to play him? Anytime he said father, it ran through me. I was like, I don't believe you. Then he was a liar. Like, oh, you know what? We're just a whiny. Like, how you a Klingon? He's whiny. whining. Like, how you a whiny Klingon? Anyway, this ain't ain't the Deep Space Nine episode. This ain't the Deep Space Nine episode. Now, I get it. Your mother was half human. We get it. We get it. Yeah. But where did this bitch come from? Your mother right. was a G, dog. Right. Your pops is is a killer. But yeah, nah, Deep Space Nine, I love. I, and that's part of the reason I love it is because you get such a an in-depth look at both Klingon and Ferengi culture. And, and, you know, Klingon, you go- Ferengi, and Bajoran. For sure. Uh, uh, also, Deep Space Nine is the only Star Trek franchise where the... Uh, the main one of the main like the captain of the ship did not have the rank of captain when the show starts correct uh he doesn't because yes. he doesn't have a ship he doesn't get that's why that was their justification it was because he didn't have a ship so as soon as he got the defiant then they made him a captain but you didn't want a black man that nah, I'm not yeah, nah, you know no, what yeah, I, hear I know you. I know I know that mm-hmm. Avery Brooks had his mm-hmm. problems too he was like just to get him to cut his hair because he didn't like growing his hair out. That was a problem. Because they didn't want a man called man a man called Hawk in space. That's what they didn't want. And Avery Brooks is like, I'm an actor. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, let me cut my hair. He also did look better bald. He did. He absolutely did. He looked with the bald and the goatee so much better. Like, with the hair and the clean face, I was like, who is this dude? He didn't look... Tr- I was like, when he first... I was like, I don't trust this nigga. Um... <laughs> 
But anyway, so you were talking about the episode with Bumper Robinson and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, uh, so yeah, just a real sort of example of just what it was like going to, for me, going to a black college. Because this was some shit that I experienced. It was the the episode with Tupac and Monica Calhoun. Oh, Piccolo. Yeah. And so, oh, so you know, as, that, that's, for me, it was very real to like go to college and come home and have my friends and didn't go anywhere. It's like, oh, so now you in college, you talking different and act, you think you better than me and shit. So, you know, when she was like, ain't nothing wrong with a city job. I was just like, damn, that's okay. That's, that's real. That was for me a very relatable, very legitimately black moment that you don't really see on television. I think the closest I saw to that was an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will comes down wearing a suit and Ashley looks at him. He's like, why are you dressed up? Is daddy bringing home white people? And I was like, that's the realest shit ever. (laughs) I mean, it's accurate as fuck because it's just like also uh, I recently have seen um, Poetic Justice for the first time as an adult. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I think I forgot how beautiful Tupac was. (laughs) Also, he's the only man you've ever seen pull off a nose ring. Yeah, for sure. Like a stud. Yeah, it's done. Did glistening right there. He's like, you know what? Tupac's doing it. Fine, whatever. I'm not telling him to take it out. You tell him to take it out. But yeah, like. was running around in the 90s with a nose ring. Nose ring. Done. But yeah, he and uh, Bumper Robinson come to blows uh, in that episode. Because yeah, they're Mm. they're Lena's friends from Baltimore who come to visit her up at her her hoity-toity school. Uh, The niggas was going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's Baltimore, even back then. Like, mm. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. So for those reasons, that episode always stuck out to me. Uh, and then the third episode is just a silly episode. Um, Whitley gets drunk for her birthday and Ron and Dwayne plan to kidnap her as a prank for her birthday. And she's getting that drunk. sounds problematic. It does. It absolutely does. But here's the thing. She gets drunk up in her room and she's talking to a, a picture of Denzel Washington that she's pinned to her pillow and she makes the joke that Denzel don't that did attacking your head give you a th- give you a headache and I remember that and Dwayne climbs up and she says Denzel I'm gonna let you see my birthday suit and Whitley's naked and Ron but Ron ends up falling off the ladder and the and the the thing that he kept saying is is she was she naked was she really naked and so that was <laughs> that was a fun one to me that one that was and then and that one kind of um sparks you kind of see the sparks between uh Jaleesa and Walter as well because uh oh. she she makes uh, a really crass joke about the paramedic that Walter was talking to and then sparks fly and sparks fly and we Let's had the, see. Uh, the, uh, the Sheila is Jaleesa episode. That's another fun one. Sheila is Jaleesa. Jaleesa Wait, calls up. Jaleesa calls up Walter, prank calling him, and, and oh, Sheila, like Sheila the island woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end of it, he gets some of the students. Yeah, Sheila is Jaleesa. No fool me. No fool me. Your accent didn't fool me. Julie. Yeah, again, I I, <laughs> I know the show well. 
I can see that because, of course, Lena Horne had to come on the show. Oh, yes. Gladys Knight had to come on the show. Yes. Uh, Chris Cross is Dwayne's juvenile mentee. That's mentees. right. They, he tries to get him to make a rap song about Garrett Morgan, and all they want to do is talk about Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, the boys, the 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 uh, the music group, the boys, down my heart. Oh, heavy guys, deed. They were on there. Heavy. The boys is nice to men. Yep. Ah, uh, Halle Berry was Ron's girlfriend. Yep. Vanessa Bell Calloway is Jaleesa's sister. Yep. Uh, Alfonso Rivera is a prospective freshman. Prospective freshman. Ari Spears did a couple of episodes there. Um, uh, Thomas oh, Michael okay. Ford was Jaleesa's ex-husband, Lamar. Yes, Billy D. Williams is Langston Page, That's a landlord. Right. Yeah, Mr. Sweet, uh, Sweet Knuckle Page. <laughs> I remember that. It's always funny what episodes you... Uh, Rem- like which shows you remember so much of mm-hmm. like we just did hang with mr cooper last week and the title like the theme song starts and i knew the thing and i was like i have not seen the show since i was the, in elementary school yeah the good and I the, we don't acknowledge knew. we don't acknowledge the the crappy we only acknowledge the invoke theme song we don't acknowledge the other one wait there was another hang with mr cooper so you got to cooper. give it up for the brother He's got it going on. Oh, that must have been the later seasons. Yeah, that's the old Mr. Cooper. Yeah, that's the second one. The first that's when Raven Simone and her and Geneva joined the show. But when it was just the three of them, when it was Holly Robinson, Don Lewis, and Mark Mm -hmm. Curry, then it was in vogue. Okay. Hmm. I forgot. See, I mean, it's like the second Aunt Viv. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, You remember second Aunt Viv? He's like, I don't remember. Like, like there was a first and viv yes there was a first and viv janet hubbard witten and the people and it's like and i don't know anybody who does because no one calls her second aunt viv they always call her what light-skinned aunt viv Light that's what they Ambient. always yeah that's what they always call her and then what was i just remember the little boy's name but he was just not necessary now ross bagling ah uh, what was his name nikki that was nikki, his name yeah now richard johnson second Richard Douglas Jones. Facts. I apologize for the inconvenience. It's all good. Uh, we are now to what I to my favorite part of the show that I like to call that black ass confession. <laughs> we have music for this part of the show. I just always like to make a noise. Okay. So, Richard Hezekiah Douglas Jones, the 15th. I'll take that. Thank you so much. Uh, so the black ass confession is when you confess to the world, right? The world, a black TV show or play or movie that you haven't seen or, or a black thing you cannot do. Oh, okay. Uh, well then I have two movies and a thing. Uh, mm. Two movies I have not seen. I have not seen Cooley High, and I have not mm. seen Cornbread Earl and Me. I have not seen either of those. The uh, uh, thing I cannot do, I can't play basketball for shit. Wow. Okay. That. Let's see. Well, no, I don't think that's. We know that's not inherent to all black people. I can say. The reason I saw Cooley High is because Marina Franklin talked about it. 
But I have never seen. My confession is that I've also not seen cornbread Earl and me. Okay. And I also cannot play. I've played basketball a few times, but I got big boobs. That's a lot of jumping. Sure. So a lot of things take me out real easy. Uh, but no, I've never seen. I've never seen cornbread Earl and me. Um, I guess I can't piggyback off of your confession. Do I have to have another one? Oh, wait, I guess I already talked about that. Hmm. I'm going to have to make my cornbread Earl because I don't even know what the fuck that movie is even that about. Is, it's Lawrence Fishburne's first movie. Okay, He's that's what kid. I remember. Yeah. I thought his first movie was a, what was it? Apocalypse? Sorry, it is Apocalypse. Oh, damn it. It's, it's, no, it is, you're right. It is Apocalypse now. And then Cornbread Earl and Me is the, the, the one that he does right after that. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen. Oh, this is three separate people. Yeah. Cornbread, comma, Earl, comma, and me. Okay. I, for a long time, thought it was Cornbread Earl, but it was just one. That was the whole nickname was Cornbread Earl and me. I thought this was two people, not three people. Okay. Yeah. I don't know shit about this. Um, Oh, uh, I've never seen Roots. Any of them? I I saw the remake, but no, the original one? No, never saw it. See, I've only seen the original. I've never seen the remake. No, the remake, it's terrible. Like, I asked my parents as a kid. I was like, how come y'all never let me watch Roots? They were like, you you, you got it. You, did, you didn't need it. <laughs> that's, that's what my mom that's said. So she was like, you, 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 you didn't need to. You got it. You, you. What's the biggest thing that people should take away from a different world? The biggest thing to take away from a different world would probably be that again, they the the black academic is is not an anomaly. They 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 are in fact the norm. And there are these places where we are in fact the majority and where our voices and concerns and and thoughts are are put on the forefront versus most white institutions. Um, that's what I take away from a different world. Um, not only is is you know the idea of of attending a historically black college, but but in going there, uh, and and that's what I took away from going to a historically black college. Like, there's nothing wrong with with my kind of black, and that's what I liked about it is that being black. They showed very much that in that setting, being black is is not a monolith. You know, you got right. the the the, the Freddies and the Denises, which are pretty much Denise and Freddie are pretty much the same character. Um, the, yeah. the the free spirit kind of kind of thing. So you know, you have it, so those are the things that I would take away from it is is that the the black experience is is not a monolithic one, and and when we get together, we can both appreciate, understand, and in some ways ridicule, and that's fine because that's what we do. We get together, we're gonna talk shit. That's just love, um, right? But but yeah, right. to to celebrate all of the different types of black, 
Uh, and, and it was one of the first times that you do see, even though they were brief, because you don't really see them in the classroom a lot, but there were those spaces for, for black intelligentsia that you didn't really see on television. I want to thank Richard Jones II for joining me on the show today. We talked about how a different world was the main reason Richard wanted to go to an HBCU, and he went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. How even during quarantine, black people still want to know who all gonna be there, even if it's a Zoom party. And how a different world showed us that the black experience is not a monolith and highlighted black academia. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. A podcast network.